Welcome to Scare My Best Friend to Death. Where we answer the only true horror question. Will my best friend survive this movie? Join our hosts, Crystal, an avid horror enthusiast since she was a small child, and Katie, who has to sleep with a light on after watching anything remotely scary, as they discuss the best horror movies. Crystal can make Katie watch. Hi, I'm Crystal. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Scare My Best Friend to Death, where this week we are covering the 2021 indie film Pig, starring Nicolas Cage, Alex Wolf, Adam Arkin. It's directed by Michael Sarnowski. And at, currently at the time of this recording, it is streaming on Hulu. And I laugh because ever since this movie came out, it's been streaming on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is about a pig, sort of. This is not one that I would consider in a technical sense horror, but it it is kind of scary in parts. Uh, so this movie is Nicolas Cage finally taking roles that are really built for him personally. (laughs) I think Pig started his renaissance where we had Pig, we had Mandy, we had uh, the color outside space. um, And then we got into things like this year with Renfield, which was great. And he did a movie where he actually plays Nicolas Cage um, (laughs) with Pablo, uh, the guy from The Last of Us. I don't know people are probably screaming at me on that one, but I, I remember watching it on airplane and started it and was laughing so hard that I had to stop it because I was like, I want to watch this one day. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to stop and go back and that one's great too. But with this one, Nicholas play, Nicholas Cage plays a chef who kind of has isolated himself out in the woods of Oregon outskirts the boonies of Portland and he has a pig pig's name is pig pig is a truffle hunter um and so he uses pig to gather truffles and then he sells them off to Amir who was played by Alex Wolf and at some point the very beginning of the movie Nicolas Cage gets attacked and the pig gets taken mm-hmm and so this whole movie is about Nicolas Cage trying to get his pig back. Yes. <laughs> it's also and- got some, now we we hadn't talked about it, but spoiler warning, of course, this is one's a fairly recent movie. Trigger warning for you guys that have made it this far. There's death, there's suicide, there's animal cruelty, and there are meth heads in this one. So if any of that triggers you, we completely <laughs> understand. You can help yourself out. Please share us with your friends. But for the rest of you, I need Miss Katie Ma'am to explain to me how she felt about this movie. Uh, well, um, honestly, for like the last 10 minutes after the movie ended, I'm like, I really don't think I watched the right movie. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know because this was not scary for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Honestly, I, I have a lot of questions after this movie. <laughs> I think this, um, one's, this one's a thinker. 
<laughs> yes. And um, it, on well, first off, it took me like 10 minutes to realize the old guy in the movie, the crazy old guy, is Nicolas Cage because he doesn't really talk a lot. It's like one hey, or two. You can't words. recognize that face as Nicolas Cage. Not with the beard. No, oh my God. No, that. Mm -mm. And then he said an actual sentence and I was like, oh my gosh, that is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it is. It was definitely interesting. <laughs> this one, you know, horror is different to different people. Not everything that scares me would scare you right. uh, per se. This may be somebody's just like with me and clowns. It's a fuck. No, this could be somebody's fuck. No. Mm -hmm. um, I think this movie, I mean, it was an indie hit, but I think it kind of got overlooked by people because Nicolas Cage almost mirrored, and I hate to even compare him to this, but he almost mirrored Steven Seagal there for a minute where he was having direct-to-video movies, just one right after the other coming out, <laughs> and none of them were good. And so, mm -hmm. like I said, this kind of started his renaissance back as you know, letting him be able to pick roles that his personality kind of appeals to, where he can really kind of get into that character. Miss Ma'am, have you had truffles? Mm, not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. I, you know, <clears throat> I, I'm wondering what the big deal is. Now, A, I cannot yeah. have truffles. I am... No, that very, would be yes, I am very anaphylactic allergic to mushrooms and truffles are in that family. And I guess your homegirl is poor to her genes. <laughs> I was not built for truffles. <laughs> I cannot yeah. have them. So I really don't understand the whole appeal or scarcity or like how much this costs and how much you can earn off of it. I guess maybe if you get me close enough to one, I'll start like having trouble breathing. I could be your truffle pig if you want to split some money with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a horror film in a whole new kind of way. Which is one of the things on this one that, that gets me. I'm like, this whole thing's about something that could kill me. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I mean, you know, if, if it was a hunk of blue cheese they were after, I might feel the same. I want to say uh, when Dave and I first watched this movie, we looked up like the, not the retail price, but like if you, you know, were a truffle hunter, uh, like Nicolas Cage is how much you're selling them for or how much they're worth. And these truffles are like 380 something dollars per like, not even an ounce like oh, wow. a half an ounce and they're I mean they're ridiculously expensive and mm -hmm. um uh, just I don't I guess they're rare because you do normally it's not necessarily a pig that hunts truffles it's a dog mm -hmm. that hunts truffles some mm -hmm. people can smell them but I think with me if you're outside you're in the woods what I smell is woods and animals mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not I'm not your truffle hound no <laughs> No, um, you know, that makes sense now. Like, I mean, I know they're expensive, but not looking at the specific cost, I'm now like, okay, I, I see the why he wants to get his pig back. Well, because if as these the movie, 
as the movie goes on, he says that he loves his pig. Right. You know, why the, the one lady that um, once the pig is gone missing and he becomes conscious again, his, uh, I guess you could say dealer. <laughs> the, um, the person that he's selling. That he sells the, to. Yeah, that he sells to provides him his income. Yeah, comes out and takes him to go start this whole long process of trying to find poor pig, which only makes me think of, you know, how the girl in um, in Oculus named the dog Dog. Right. But, you know, pig has to be found. And they go to what looks like a camp in the middle of the woods and you meet the ornery old lady. You do, yes. And she's, you know, she's not giving any information there at the beginning when they're talking to her trying to find pig or whatnot because they haven't told her, they haven't told her that uh, it's a pig they're looking for. And then Nicholas Cage breaks in the conversation. It was like, they took my pig. And she says, what kind of pig? And he, when he says a truffle pig, man, she loses her shit. She tells somebody to watch her pig. And then she takes uh, Nicholas Cage and Amir to <laughs> to the uh, basically. I mean, this is what they're called in the movie. We're going with it. This meth heads trailer. Yep. <laughs> and she's basically threatening them, like, "I know you had something to do with this. I will uh, kill you. <laughs> do not touch my pig. Where is this man's pig?" Right. I like. She went from ornery normal old lady to. Oh my gosh, Aunt Betty about to kill somebody. And she went seconds. into Rambo mode over a pig. <laughs> yeah. And that just kind of, it made me laugh. But I'm like, okay, if I said somebody kid beat me up and kidnapped poor Dixon, I would hope that, you know, my next door neighbors would do the same thing she did. Well, yeah, that leads me to one of, one of the questions I do have written down. We're not talking about a dog or a cat. Right. How far would you go... For an unconventional pet that you loved. Unconventional. Pig, possum, raccoon, minky, capybara. We're not talking about a dog or a cat because I'm going to be <laughs> out there looking like Rambo too for my cats and my dog. Right. Well, if, they're, if they've been my pet long enough to form an attachment and it's something like a pig who would be very valuable to somebody else, then um, I might go to... Some extremes to find it. That sounds awful. Um, <laughs> but you would want, I'm gonna... you, know, you would want your 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 pet back. And it makes me right. laugh when I say unconventional pet. My my mother in law, she's passed now. She had an alligator as a pet as a child, <laughs> and would walk it on a leash. Did they live in Florida? No, they lived in New York. They would walk oh it. <laughs> she would walk it down the street on a leash. And I used to joke with her and ask her if uh, the croc, the alligator became shoes or a purse. And <laughs> she never really would answer me. But I imagine if somebody did something to that alligator, she's going to turn into the same woman. Like she, she would have right. gone ham too. But it makes me laugh. Dave, I, Dave, I think had squirrels and a rooster when he was young. So my dad had roosters too. But they were a means of food. No, <laughs> this pets. rooster was a New Jersey rooster. This rooster, oh, yeah. <laughs> this rooster no, was a pet. they were they they were not pets. They were farm life. And um, which, when we think about pigs, that's kind of what you think about. 
which leads me, mm-hmm. how long before pig becomes bacon? Because even if pig stayed with Nicolas Cage, at some point, Nicolas Cage knows, okay, you got to be the next meal, regardless. Like, you know, unless the pig becomes diseased, you don't want the meat. But, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sorry for all our vegan and vegetarian listeners, but let's just be real. <laughs> Nicolas Cage's character is living off the land. So he's mm-hmm. going to use every resource available, and even though it's probably going to, even though it's probably going to hurt, you're still going to wind up having pork chops and mm-hmm. and barbecue and ribs and bacon and yep. sausage and, and some and, cornbread and ham, right? And, and a Boston butt. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know. Most of the people that I know that have livestock as livestock like a nurse I used to work with, she, her and her husband had this side business where they would get, uh, they would go to auction and buy calves, like raise them until they were full adults and sell them and make triple the money they paid for them to begin with. Um, But then they had one that became the family pet. And I asked her and um, I asked her, I said, you know, well, when, um, and I want to say that the cow's name was Leech or Lurch or something like that. It was because it was attached to him almost. Yeah. Um, I said, well, how long, you know, when, when he gets up on an age for a cow, how long before he winds up as dinner? And she's like, right. oh, no, we would never do that. Oh, uh-uh, no, I'm and, sorry. I need that steak. <laughs> yeah. As long as I don't know that's what I'm eating, I think I <laughs> As long as I know that my, the bacon on my plate didn't come from my animal or my pig, <laughs> I would probably just be fine, just oblivious to it. But if I knew that that was the animal that used to sleep curled up next to me, I probably wouldn't be able to put it in the skillet. We think that probably Nicolas Cage's character in this movie, being a chef um, and living off the land, he knows at some point that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But um, what he didn't expect was, you know, a, a homegirl pig to be disappeared. <laughs> we follow, we follow Nicolas Cage's character and a mirror, and a mirror is the epitome of a douchebag, yuppie, yo bro. <laughs> He's got his own problems. Spoiled brat. He is spoiled brat. Dude has a bright yellow, bumblebee yellow Chevy Camaro that he's driving around in like it's a Lambo. It's hilarious. But and blaring classical music. Right. The only thing that Amir knows about Nicolas Cage's character is that he used to be a really good chef. Um, and it was one of the only meals that his father, Amir's father, uh, Darius, actually spoke about and that it brought him to tears. Now, Amir's got his own problems happening. Like, his, he's under the thumb of his dad. He's trying to break away from that because his dad's not necessarily the uh, nicest man. And he is told that his mom has died. Well, as 
the movie continues, Amir finds out his mom is alive. She's, you know, in like a, right. She's in like a nursing home hospital, you know, not, not quite comatose, but not really living a life you want to live. But when we yeah. meet, when we meet Darius, Amir's dad, Darius is played by Adam Arkin, who is the son of Alan Arkin. And <laughs> it always makes me giggle when I think about Alan Arkin, because I mean, Adam looks just like him, but anytime I think about Alan Arkin, I think about him from Argo and I just remember him going, Argo, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I expected yes. him at some point to pop up in this, in this movie and say that off on the side. Darius remembers how good of a chef that Rob, who's Nicholas Cage's character is because he cooked um, one of their last anniversary meals for them mm -hmm. and so they wind up finding out through uh the meth heads and amir just finding out from his dad that the meth heads did take the pig but it was darius that was behind not darius yes darius it was darius that was behind the theft of the pig because he's greedy and he wanted the pig for himself so he could go truffle hunting and cut out the middleman you don't have to mm -hmm. pay anybody if it's your stuff. And all Nicholas Cage wants is his pig back. <laughs> Poor pig. <laughs> Poor pig. Not only is Darius not a good guy, but uh, he's also a Nepo baby. I think the extremes that they go to, that's kind of like what you would go to for a family member. Well, it's just him and pig. And we're not sure for how long. This is true. Now we find out as the movie goes on. So Nicholas Cage is basically out in the woods, living off the land, kind of not connected to anything. Mm -hmm. um, kind of trying to live under the radar. He winds up putting batteries in an old radio just to hear something. He has a vehicle that has to uncover it from tarp. And you're like, <laughs> how did this man get to be this way? Mm-hmm. And as we progress through the movie, we get some uh, flashbacks of him actually living in the city. He winds up going and visiting that old house that he lived in. He had a wife mm -hmm. and she, she died. Yes. And so this, Miss Ma'am, help me out here. This death triggers in him some trauma mm -hmm. and the man goes full on agoraphobic. Mm. It almost seemed like not necessarily agoraphobia, but he just he could not function without her. Mm -hmm. And so he pushed the world away. Not that there was a fear of it at first, but he just withdrew into himself and to the woods. And at that point, just it's like he's stuck in his grief and he doesn't process it and he becomes this bitter grumpy old man that honestly if I saw walking down because I don't know if you noticed but every time he's walking down the road he's in the middle of the lane like he is driving his own truck but it was almost like it didn't matter to him if he got hit right because he had nobody else left you done took his wife then you went came took his pig 
after you beat the crap out of him. And then he gets the crap beat out of himself trying to find the pig. And I didn't quite understand that whole scene. Like, I had to watch it a couple times. The fight club? Yeah. <laughs> the fight club between he, the hobos and waiters. There, there was no fight back. He didn't want to fight back. He just wanted mm -hmm. information. Yeah. But he and wasn't the only one because there was another guy that did that. Yeah. If you last 60 seconds, then you win. Yeah. As long as you're conscious. <laughs> yeah, he was barely conscious. And then the other part of me is like, man, Nicolas Cage is getting up there in age. He doesn't. I really hope he did not do his own getting his butt whooped. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really hoping there was some not him on the floor getting kicked. Because mm -hmm. uh, he's not no spring chicken no more. But it's like he's pushed everybody away so that he mm -hmm. doesn't have to get hurt. Right. Or and so that he doesn't get hurt. But at once he starts to really get out in the world and he talk. well, he talks, period. He talks more. The more it's like you realize just how dependent he was on the pig right the pig was his the pig was his grief mechanism yes that was the only thing keeping him going yep and i don't want to say in a sane manner but in a manner where he still held on to reality right and then you know and, and you don't replace that kind of pet right and a mirror is here with him this entire time, but knew nothing really about him. Just right. knew that this was, and I think, quote, some crazy man in the woods gives him my troubles. Mm -hmm. And that's what he knows. That's all he knows. Yep. And Amir's trying desperately to break away from his dad. He doesn't want to be part of the dad's business. And the dad sees him as direct competition. So the dad's trying to take him out. That's why he takes mm -hmm. the pig. Yep. But then we find out after Darius tells them that the meth heads mishandled the pig and the pig died. Then we find out uh, Nicholas Cage's character tells Amir, I never needed the pig to find truffles. Right. I can find truffles on my own. The trees tell you where. And I'm like, you mean to tell me this whole time? He said he loved his about, pig. We've been worried about a damn truffle pig and having to have that pig. And he doesn't even need it. He doesn't. That was his companion. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, shit. Now who's he going to walk through the woods with? <laughs> it's funny to me because... As we go through this, we get um, flashes on the screen similar to the menu where mm -hmm. we have act one or part one, part two, part three. And it mm -hmm. tells you like the name of a dish. Mm -hmm. And that names that part. Did you feel like at some point when you saw some of the dishes that you were watching the menu again? Uh, yes, I actually wrote that down. Um when they're in the little posh cafe mm -hmm. and he goes to find the person that the, sh when he says, I want to speak to the chef 
And I'm like, oh, crap. First off, you got the menu vibes going because of the part one, part two, whatever. Right. And then they bring it out, and she's describing this dish, and it looks like a smoke-filled upside-down fishbowl. <laughs> and then she opens it, and it's this two tiny little bites and a baby pine cone. And I'm right. like, what the hell was all of that for? For them two little bites of food. Right. Slimy food at that. Because when you pick it up, when he picks it up, it looks slimy on the bottom. Yeah, and it looks and like it, it wasn't good. No. Um, I'm not I'm sorry, I'm not gonna put anything called blueberry foam in my <laughs> mouth. Um, <laughs> oh no. And then you know, he asked to speak to the chef, and I'm like, oh, that did not go well in the menu. We do not need any retakes of that. Well, then you find out he knows the chef. He was friends with the chef. Right. And, and he, he, um, who tells the chef, why didn't you open the pub that you wanted? What the fuck are you doing here? Right. Like, what is this? That conversation, I was like, huh. He's like helping him in a strange way. Mm -hmm. um, but also... I don't, it, it's almost like he's talking to him like an uncle would talk to you. I didn't, uh, I, the whole time I sat there and watched it, I'm like, this guy's fake smile is becoming more and more fake by the minute. And uh, I thought he was going to start to cry at one point. Um, yes. Um, and then you have poor Amir just sitting there like, I'm not here. <laughs> right. You don't know me. Because Amir is the one selling this guy, that restaurant, mm -hmm. Truffles. He is the one selling them the truffles. So mm -hmm. I love when we find out that Darius is trying to offer Nicholas Cage. He's telling him he's not getting the pig back, but we don't know that the pig is deceased at this point. You're not getting the pig right. back. I'll give you 25,000 for the pig. And for Nicholas Cage, it's not about the money. Plus he's living mm -hmm. off the land. You don't really need the money or want the money. Right. Because clearly yeah, but, he could go anywhere and make a buttload of money as a chef. Right. But he thinks about the conversation he had with Amir where the only pleasurable experience or the only positive review that Darius ever had was the one nail that he had from Nicolas Cage's character. Mm -hmm. And so the Nicolas Cage sends Amir around like damn Dora the Explorer trying to find <laughs> all of the all of this stuff, draws him a map. Gives him a backpack, pins mm. a 20 on his chest, which is some of the best of love. Right. And then even says, you can use my name. Right. Which that'll and get him certain stuff. I was a little confused as to why the wine that he oh, went to find. I was going to ask you about the wine. <laughs> was... he, sends him, he sends him to the mausoleum for wine. So what, what I wanted to know is, is mausoleum wine above or below prison wine? <laughs> Like where is that on the where is that on the uh, hierarchy of wines? You know, I don't know, but either way, I'm not drinking it because you don't know what spirits <laughs> have been mingling with the spirits. That okay, so if you didn't catch that was uh Nicholas Cage's character's deceased wife's mausoleum. Yes. So he stored wine in there, I guess, to use at a later time or for the both of them or you know, hey, ain't nobody going to go in this mausoleum and take my wine because it's a mausoleum. I don't know. 
Mm -hmm. um, maybe he hasn't heard of urban explorers, but that stuff wouldn't last real long <laughs> down in the South. <laughs> it wouldn't. But so that is the particular wine that he served. Uh, he paired with that meal that he made Darius and Darius's mm -hmm. wife. So that's why he sent Amir after it. Mm -hmm. But Amir also going on this adventure and finding all of these things learns a little bit more about Nicolas Cage's character mm -hmm. at every stop. And finally, instead of seeing him as that crazy guy with the pig mm -hmm. <laughs> in the woods, start seeing him as, as a person. Yep. And <laughs> he cooks, Rob, Nicolas Cage's character, cooks mm -hmm. this meal for Darius and serves mm -hmm. it to him as this last ditch effort, give me my fucking pig. Mm -hmm. And it makes Darius cry. It just brings tears to his eyes because that was his an last anniversary meal before the accident that the wife had. I think it, she was some kind of accident or um, or something. I thought the son said suicide. Something. Yeah. Something like that. They do mention suicide, but that's what the son was told. But mm -hmm. She was, and he, and he wound up getting told she's actually in a hospital somewhere mm -hmm. while he's out on these adventures of finding all of these ingredients. Once, you know, Darius has this meal and tells Nicholas Cage, you know, the meth had mishandled him, the pig, mm -hmm. the pig died, mm -hmm. and he seemed like he was genuinely sorry at that point, mm -hmm. like it. Um, but also kind of worried Nicholas Cage was probably going to burn his motherfucking house down. We're <laughs> <laughs> big. By this but, point, he's covered in blood. There's no way he smells good. No way. No. I he's, think they make a comment on that somewhere that they could smell him before they saw him. I think yeah. that was in the fancy restaurant. And um, and even Amir alludes to it when he's like. Um, at the beginning when he's like, dude, don't you want to like, you sure you don't want me to bring out that camp, uh, that camper shower. Right. That even has the hot water. It's, you know, trying to say, man, you stink. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, pigs don't smell good either. So. Right. But that pig was clean. That, that was a very clean pig. Yes. It was. Um, but. He's probably terrified looking at this guy who has clearly been through hell trying to find his pig. Right. And he mm. looks like he has been through hell and high water and yes, Cthulhu and everything else. Uh -huh. And, you know, um, and then he ha even had to entertain a uh, toddler with a toy on the back porch of his old house. Which he did a good job mm -hmm. with. He really did. And that little kid was adorable. <laughs> but I really felt like, dude, you couldn't just tell him this before. Right. Was well, he was he just too scared to tell him before? Or was he trying to buy time? Or like that? I didn't like, why are you not going to tell him to begin with? Right. And then, um, well, I think to begin with, he thought that he could. Um, push him around but you have that subplot where mm -hmm. he's trying to eliminate Amir's business because Amir's business is starting to do better than his business and it's taking mm -hmm. business away from him and at the end of the day Darius is a businessman and he's used to making his money 
and now you're messing mm -hmm. with his money. Right. And um, when he eat, when they're eating the meal, part of me wants to be like, did they go back and finish it? Right. Because that, number one, could not have been a cheap meal. Mm -mm. Number two, all the time and it took to cook it. But then after that, once you realize the pig is dead, Amir doesn't, like, he goes out to his car. Mm -hmm. And at first I'm like, what, why is he just sitting there? Well, he thinks that his business is so, gone. The pig is dead. Yeah. And he um, doesn't know at this point that Nicolas Cage can find truffles without the pig. Right. And then, you know, he, it almost looks like he's going to sleep in his car that night. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks his life is over. Right. And um and Nicholas Cage has him take him back to his house and yeah. Um they stop at that diner and he lets him know mm -hmm. I don't need the pig. <laughs> and so Amir knows that he's still in business. Right. And then you see him down by a creek. And I'm thinking, scooping water from a creek on your face is not gonna help, dude. Well, you, you know, that's the first kind of cleanliness, bath, whatever we saw. I think he washed his hands before he cooked. He did. He rolled up his sleeves and washed his hands really nicely. He, well, he would have passed our nursing class. <laughs> Which but, I'm glad, but, but dude, you got, you got so, uh, pits and, and bottom you need to take care of in face. Right? <laughs> right? You got the BO zones. I mean, at this point, it's kind of like... He has got to, um, he's got to just reek. And you can kind of tell that he stinks because just about everybody around them that meets him kind of draws back. Mm -hmm. So this movie, like I said, it was an independent movie. This movie had a budget of $3 million. Nicolas Cage took a third of that. His, his salary alone was $1 million. So they used the other two million to make this film. <laughs> wow. At at the box office, it made four million dollars. I still think so. I mean, it made its money back. Um, so it wasn't a flop. But I think that since it's been on Hulu, it's been on Hulu for a very long time. Uh the first time I saw this movie was on Hulu. Um, I think more and more people are are finding it, especially if they've seen. Nicholas Cage in Mandy or Color Out of Space or Color Outside Space, something like that. We'll we'll have to get to those. We got to make it to those. <laughs> um, audiences gave this a 97% rating. Mm -hmm. Metacritic gave it 82. So the critics didn't like it as much. And it probably had something to do with, you know, Nicholas Cage. A little bit because he's a little off mm. in real life, <laughs> um, but I'm sure that 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 helped in some way. This was filmed in Portland and around Portland, and I think one of my little favorite fun facts on this one, besides you know it having Nepo baby in it, is that they shot this in 20 days. Wow, in Port 20 days in Portland, and they shot this in 2019. So this film had nothing to do with the pandemic as far as why it's got a small cast or anything like that mm -hmm. that was done on purpose now i can say that the pandemic 
did affect this movie some because it was shot at the beginning of 2019 and it didn't come out until 2021. So the pandemic movie theaters being closed down pushed this back some in a release. And I think that's why it's been on Hulu for as long as it has, because that was one of, I think for me, the better things that came out of <laughs> the pandemic was now I've got access to a lot of things. I don't have to fight right. in the theater or see somebody on their phone in the theater or chomping on popcorn in my ear in the theater or talking. I can do that in my own home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Miss Ma'am, what are your final thoughts about this movie? Uh, you know, it, it was not one of my favorites that we've watched. But I kind of wanted to try the food that he was cooking. I kind of felt like, I'm like, okay, this has got to like build up to something. This has got to build up to something. <laughs> there, It's not a slow burn. It's a no burn. <laughs> it has a little bit of burn. Right. I mean, some excitement at the beginning when, you know, they break in and take the pig. But right. you, right. you're under the impression that he's going to get the pig back throughout it. Right. And then I was just kind of like really let down because the whole time I'm like, okay, he's going to get the pig back at some point. He's going to go through all this so he can get the pig back. And then poor pig is now dead and buried and he gets nothing for all of his trouble. And well, he does. He builds friendships. He gets a little bit of his humanity back. He, he does, but that humanity is not going to keep him warm at night. Because, I mean... It's know. not, but maybe, oh, uh, Amir can bring him a heater with the heated shower. <laughs> yes. Um, would, so, would you watch this again? Maybe. Like, if it just randomly happened to be on TV and there's nothing else going on, <laughs> I might watch it. Would you tell anybody to seek out this movie? Would you recommend it to anybody? If they had absolutely nothing left to watch, Yes. <laughs> ma'am I'm making mean, my not, heart hurt it's not that I disliked the movie it was just kind of an odd Nicolas Cage film well we're and speaking about Nicolas Cage this is true I mean <laughs> yeah. there are other ones that have him in it that are true horror but I have to baby step you into it mm-hmm. and um so baby stepping you into it this one for most people wouldn't quite be considered horror but i do think like animal abduction and it's talking about some serious things with suicide and you know you've got your animal cruelty you got those meth heads in there and i swear i thought one of those meth heads was uh kirsten wig yes but it wasn't that's not her (laughs) no i had to like i paused it around her to look at that and I'm like no that that's not her <laughs> yeah I thought the whole time that that was her but no it wasn't her somebody else that looks really much a look I like her mm-hmm. um, the tweaked out version <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I I like this movie I think it's off the beaten path uh, yeah it, I mean it's not terrible I'm not gonna say I disliked it are you a better person for having watched it yeah maybe (laughs) it did not help with my lack of patience in movies i will say that (laughs) ma'am you can sit through a three-hour movie i don't want to hear that this is only an (laughs) hour and a half oh yeah but they have action building up to it 
<laughs> Note to self, Katie's probably not going to like any Jalo films. <laughs> you never uh, know. <laughs> all right. From us here at Scare My Best Friend to Death, you can find us on Instagram at ScareMyBFF. You can also find us at ScareMyBFF.com. Uh, we do have a Buy Me a Coffee. It's linked on our website. It's also linked in the bio of our Insta. You ha uh, we have you can do a, a one-time donation. We also have three different tiers uh, that you can do a monthly donation to help us, you know, feed the cats and the dogs that are around. <laughs> help keep the lights on. The highest tier does allow you to pick three movies a year for us to cover. That really does scare me because not only are you challenging Katie, you're challenging me. And I swear, I like horror movies, but I don't like being scared. <laughs> so, so I do get that scared. Means, that means somebody needs to recommend The Nun. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> but, you know, if you want to help us out, that would be fantastic. If not, um, you could just share us with your friends and families. And you can also share us with your enemies. You know, we'll tell them to fuck off if you need us to. <laughs> yes, we will. But from us, it scared my best friend to death. Deuces. Bye, y'all.